0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Before we move on to chapter 5, we need to sum up and clarify what we have learned from Hebrews thus far. So today on Drawing Near, we retrace our steps to clearly see what God desires us to. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4 and study, Consider, Hear, and Come Boldly. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we're grateful to be able to come before you, because if we received what we deserve to receive, we would be completely alienated from you, dead to you, and lost in our sin. But because of your grace and mercy and love, you call us to come to you through Jesus Christ. And Father, through faith in Jesus Christ, yielding to him, following him, Father, you have worked in our lives to draw us near. And we're thankful for that. Father, as we seek to draw near to you today, we pray, Lord, that you would guide our hearts and our minds. And that, Father, we would enjoy a sweet fellowship with you as we seek to grow before you, in love and grace and mercy. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I know I've asked you to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4, but we're actually going to go back to Hebrews chapter 3. So turn back a page or so and go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. There we read, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. We want to consider today, hear, and come boldly. That's what God has called us to do in these two chapters, Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 4. What we're told to consider are the truths that are before us as believers. God has taken time in chapters 1 and 2 to present Jesus Christ, his son, the Messiah, the one sent from God into this world to redeem us. And when the writer of Hebrews gets ready to address these readers, notice what he says. He calls them holy brethren and partakers of the heavenly calling. He's not sharing these truths with lost individuals, but rather saved individuals. And so we might ask, why would saved individuals need to be warned, need to be exhorted in this way? And it's because we can be self-deceived. We can do what the Hebrew people did, commit with our lips, but not with our hearts and our lives. And that's what we're challenged to do here. We're challenged to have a true and full faithful commitment to Jesus Christ. And so we're told here, consider the apostle, the one who was sent, and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who is faithful to him who appointed him. We need to consider Jesus. Jesus is God's gift to us, sent from God to communicate, to be the word of God, and to do things in our presence that reveal God's presence and power in this world. Jesus is evidence that there is a God and that he is gracious and merciful and desires to save and to sanctify human beings. He's evidence of that. So we are to consider Jesus Christ. On down in chapter 3, verse 7, we read these words. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. In this passage, we are challenged to hear. We are told to consider Jesus Christ and we need to hear. But what is it that we're supposed to hear? We're to hear the voice of God. We're to see the evidence of Jesus Christ. God has spoken and we are to hear. If we hear, if our hearts have been convicted, penetrated by the word of God, the word which we've already seen in chapter 4 is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, if we have heard, we need to not harden our hearts. If we have heard God call us, speak to us, we need to yield to him. We need to constantly be submissive to him. And he gives this example. There was a rebellion against God. After God had delivered the children of Israel from Egypt with the ten plagues, with a mighty work at the Red Sea, had provided for them, he called them to go into the promised land, but they would not out of fear. They should have gone by faith, knowing that the God who had delivered them thus far would take them all the way into the promised land, into his rest, but they balked. They hardened their hearts. We're told in verse 9 of chapter 3 that the Israelite ancestors tested God, tried him, and saw his works for 40 years. And yet they were rebellious. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. That's what we are told to hear and consider all of the things God has done, all of the ways of God, and fully commit ourselves to following him. He is worthy of that. Not only is he worthy of that, he demands it. We can't be willy nilly in our faith and expect to truly be gods. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot in heaven and truly be surrendered to the Lord. That's called being lukewarm, and we're told in Revelation that if we are lukewarm, God will spew us from his mouth. So we're told to consider and to hear. This challenge to consider and hear demands a response. And we're told in chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. We need to hear this. We need to acknowledge that not only are we to consider Jesus Christ. We are to hear the Holy Spirit's working in our heart, see the evidence of God, hear His words. We need to mix all of that with faith. We need to respond by faith, and responding by faith requires us to obey God, to follow Him, to surrender and yield to Him. That's what He demands. That's our act of worship. That's our faithfulness. That's our response of faith to what He has done how he has spoken in Jesus Christ. And we're to be faithful. We're to respond in faith and come boldly. And that's where we come to our last two studies. In Hebrews 4, beginning in verse 11, we are encouraged. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience as the Hebrew children. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. We cannot escape the word of God. We cannot escape what God has said, what God has promised, what he has warned. We are going to be held accountable. And then we're told in verse 14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. There are things in this world, in our lives, that challenge our faith. When we are challenged in our faith, we're not supposed to fear and run like the Hebrew children did, but rather we're to boldly approach the throne of grace and lay our needs before God and allow him to give us his strength. The children of Israel could not go into the promised land on their own and conquer all of the evil that they'd seen. They were to approach the throne of grace and humble themselves before God and let God win the battle for them. But they failed. And we will fail too if we're not careful. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that is what living by faith is hearing God's word, trusting God, and living in his power, his love, and with a sound mind. It is reasonable to trust God. It is unreasonable to trust anything else. And so we are to consider Jesus Christ. We are to hear as the Holy Spirit works in our heart, hear the word of God. We're to recognize that we will be held accountable, and we are to come boldly before the throne of God, before the throne of his grace. There we are to humble ourselves and petition God and yield to him and trust him. That's the summary of Hebrews Chapters 3 and 4 that we've been dealing with. Father in heaven, help us to do exactly what you've called us to do. Help us to see the failures of those who have gone before and not repeat them. Help us to live by faith. That's what you've called us to to hear your word, to know your word, to consider Jesus Christ, what he has done, what he has said, and to come boldly before your throne to receive the grace and mercy that we need in our time of need. Help us, Father, to do exactly that for your honor and glory and our good. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, drawing near as a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.